Chapter 13, verses 10 through 21 of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 10 through 17. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years, and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, Because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall, and lead him away to watering. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these eighteen years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Ambrose. He soon explained that he had been speaking of the synagogue, showing that he truly came to it, who preached in it, as it is said, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues. Chrysostom, he teaches indeed, not separately, but in the synagogues, calmly, neither wavering in anything, nor determining aught against the law of Moses. On the Sabbath also, because the Jews were then engaged in the hearing of the law. Cyril, now that the incarnation of the word was manifested to destroy corruption and death, and the hatred of the devil against us, it is plain from the actual events. For it follows, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, etc. He says spirit of infirmity because the woman suffered from the cruelty of the devil, forsaken by God because of her own crimes or for the transgression of Adam, on account of which the bodies of men incur infirmity and death. But God gives his power to the devil, to the end that men, when pressed down, by the weight of their adversary, might betake them to better things. He points out the nature of her infirmity, saying, and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift herself up. Basil, because the head of the brutes is bent down towards the ground, and looks upon the earth, but the head of man was made erect towards the heaven, his eyes tending upward, for it becomes us to seek what is above, and with our sight to pierce beyond earthly things. Cyril, but our Lord to show that his coming into this world was to be the loosing of human infirmities, healed this woman. Hence it follows, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. A word most suited to God, full of heavenly majesty, for by his royal assent he dispels the disease. He also laid his hands upon her, for it follows, he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. We should here answer that the divine power had put on the sacred flesh, for it was the flesh of God himself, and no other, as if the Son of Man existed apart from the Son of God, as some have falsely thought. But the ungrateful ruler of the synagogue, when he saw the woman, who before was creeping on the ground, now by Christ's single touch made upright, and relating the mighty works of God, sullies his zeal 
for the glory of the Lord with envy, and condemns the miracle, that he might appear to be jealous for the Sabbath. As it follows, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work, and not on the Sabbath day. He would have those who are dispersed about on the other days, and engaged on their own work, not to come on the Sabbath to see and admire our Lord's miracles, lest by chance they should believe. But the law has not forbidden all manual work on the Sabbath day, and has it forbidden that which is done by a word or the mouth. Cease then both to eat and drink and speak and sing. And if thou readest not the law, how is it a Sabbath to thee? But supposing the law has forbidden manual work, how is it a manual work to raise a woman upright by a word? Ambrose. Lastly, God rested from the works of the world, not from holy works, for his working is constant and everlasting. As the Son says, My Father worketh until now, and I work. And after the likeness of God, our worldly, not our religious, works should cease. Accordingly, our Lord pointedly answered him as it follows, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath day loose his ox or his ass, etc. Basil, the hypocrite is the one who on the stage assumes a different character from his own. So also in this life some men carry one thing in their heart and show another on the surface of the world. Chrysostom, well then does he call the ruler of the synagogue a hypocrite, for he had the appearance of the observer of the law, but in his heart was a crafty and envious man. For it troubles him not that the Sabbath is broken, but that Christ is glorified. Now observe that whenever Christ orders a work to be done, and when he ordered the man sick of the palsy to take up his bed, he raises his words to something higher, convincing men by the majesty of the Father, as he says, my father worketh until now, and I work. But in this place, as doing everything by word, he adds nothing further, refuting their calumny by the very things which they themselves did. Cyril, now the ruler of the synagogue, is convicted a hypocrite, in that he leads his cattle to watering on the Sabbath day. But this woman, not more by birth than by faith, the daughter of Abraham, he thought unworthy to be loosed from the chain of her infirmity. Therefore he adds, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these eighteen years, to be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? The ruler preferred that this woman should, like the beasts, rather look upon the earth than receive her natural stature, provided that Christ was not magnified. But they had nothing to answer. They themselves unanswerably condemned themselves. Hence it follows, And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. But the people, reaping great good from his miracles, rejoiced at the signs which they saw, as it follows, and all the people rejoiced, for the glory of his works vanquished not every scruple in them who sought him with corrupt hearts. Gregory. Mystically, the unfruitful fig tree signifies the woman that was bowed down, for human nature of its own will rushes into sin, and as it would not bring forth the fruit of obedience, has lost the state of uprightness. The same fig tree preserved signifies the woman made upright. Ambrose. Or the fig tree represents the synagogue. Afterwards, in the infirm woman, there follows, as it were, a figure of the church, which, having fulfilled the measure of the law and the resurrection, 
and now raised up on high in that eternal resting place, can no more experience the frailty of our weak inclinations. Nor could this woman be healed except she had fulfilled the law and grace. For in ten sentences is contained the perfection of the law, and in the number eight the fullness of the resurrection. Gregory, or else man was made on the sixth day, and on the same sixth day were all the works of the Lord finished. But the number six multiplied three times makes eighteen, because then man who was made on the sixth day was unwilling to do perfect works. But before the law, under the law, and at the beginning of grace was weak. The woman was bowed down eighteen years. Augustine, that which the three years signified in the tree, the eighteen did in the woman. For three times six is eighteen. But she was crooked and could not keep up. For in vain she heard the words, Lift up your hearts. Gregory, for every sinner who thinketh earthly things, not seeking those that are in heaven, is unable to look up. For while pursuing his baser desires, he declines from the uprightness of his state, or his heart is bent crooked, and he ever looks upon that which he unceasingly thinks about. The Lord called her and made her upright, for he enlightened her and succored her. He sometimes calls but does not make upright, for when we are enlightened by grace, we oftentimes see what should be done, but because of sin do not practice it. For habitual sin binds down the mind, so that it cannot raise to uprightness. It makes attempts and fails, because when it has long stood by its own will, when the will is lacking, it falls. Ambrose, now this miracle is a sign of the coming Sabbath, when every one who has fulfilled the law and grace shall by the mercy of God put off the toils of this weak body. But why did he not mention any more animals? save to show that the time would come when the Jewish and Gentile nations should quench their bodily thirst, and this world's heat in the fullness of the fountain of the Lord. And so through the calling forth of two nations, the church should be saved. Bede, but the daughter of Abraham is every faithful soul, or the church gathered out of both nations into the unity of the faith. There is the same mystery then in the ox or ass being loosed and led to water, as in the daughter of Abraham, being released from the bondage of our affections. Verses 18 through 21. Then said he, Unto what is the kingdom of God like, and whereunto shall I resemble it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and cast into his garden, and it grew and waxed a great tree, and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. And again he said, Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. Gloss. While his adversaries were ashamed and the people rejoiced at the glorious things that were done by Christ, he proceeds to explain the progress of the gospel under certain similitudes, as it follows. Then said he, Unto what is the kingdom of God like? It is like a grain of mustard seed, etc. Ambrose. In another place, a grain of mustard seed is introduced where it is compared to faith. If then the mustard seed is the kingdom of God, and faith is as the grain of mustard seed, faith is truly the kingdom of heaven, which is within us. A grain of mustard seed is indeed a mean and trifling thing, but as soon as it is crushed, it pours forth its power, and faith at first seems simple, but when it is buffeted by adversity, pours forth the grace of its virtue. The martyrs are grains of mustard seed, 
They have about them the sweet odor of faith, but it is hidden. Persecution comes, they are smitten by the sword, and to the farthest boundaries of the whole world they have scattered the seeds of their martyrdom. The Lord himself also is a grain of mustard seed. He wished to be bruised that we might see that we are a sweet savor of Christ. He wishes to be sown as a grain of mustard seed, which when a man takes he puts into his garden. For Christ was taken and buried in a garden, where also he rose again and became a tree, as it follows, and it waxed into a great tree. For our Lord is a grain when he is buried in the earth, a tree when he is lifted up into the heaven. He is also a tree overshadowing the world, as it follows, and the fowls of the air rested in his branches, that is, the heavenly powers, and they, whoever, for their spiritual deeds, have been thought worthy to fly forth. Peter is a branch, Paul is a branch, into whom's arms, by certain hidden ways of disputation, we who were afar off now fly, having taken up the wings of virtue. So then, Christ in thy garden, a garden is truly a place full of flowers, wherein the grace of thy work may blossom, and the manifold odor of thy different virtues be breathed forth. Wherever is the fruit of the seed, there is Christ. Cyril, or else the kingdom of God is the gospel, through which we gain the power of reigning with Christ. As then the mustard seed is surpassed in size by the seeds of other herbs, yet so increases as to become the shelter of many birds. So also the life-giving doctrine was at first in the possession only of a few, but afterwards spread itself abroad. Bede. Now the man is Christ, the garden his church, to be cultivated by his discipline. He is well said to have taken the grain, because the gifts which he together with the Father gave us from his divinity he took from his humanity. But the preaching of the gospel grew and was disseminated through the whole world. It grows also in the mind of every believer, for no one is suddenly made perfect, but in its growth, not like the grass, which soon withers, but it rises up like the trees. The branches of this tree are the manifold doctrines on which the chaste souls, soaring upwards on the wings of virtue, build and repose. Theophylact, or any man receiving a grain of mustard seed, that is, the word of the gospel, and sowing it in the garden of his soul, makes it a great tree, so as to bring forth branches and the birds of the air, that is, they who soar above the earth, rest in the branches, that is, in sublime contemplation. For Paul received the instruction of Ananias, as it were a small grain, but planting it in his garden, he brought forth many good doctrines, in which they dwell who have high heavenly thoughts, as Dionysus, Herotheus, and many others. He next likens the kingdom of God to leaven, for it follows, and again he says, whereunto shall I liken it? It is like to leaven, etc. Ambrose, many think Christ is in the leaven, for leaven which is made from meal excels its kind in strength, not appearance. So also Christ, according to the fathers, shone forth above others, equal in body, but unapproachable in excellence. The Holy Church, therefore, represents the type of the woman, of whom it is added, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. Bede. The satum is a kind of measure in use in the province of Palestine, holding about a bushel and a half. Ambrose. But we are the meal of the woman, which hid the Lord Jesus in the secrets of our hearts. 
until the heat of heavenly wisdom penetrates our inmost recesses. And since he says it was hid in three measures, it seems fitting that we should believe the Son of God to have been hid in the law, veiled in the prophets, manifested in the preaching of the gospel. Here, however, I am invited to proceed further, because our Lord himself has taught us that the leaven is the spiritual teaching of the church. Now the church sanctifies with its spiritual leaven the man who is renewed in body, soul, and spirit, seeing that these three are united in a certain equal measure of desire, and there breathes forth a complete harmony of the will. If then in this life the three measures abide in the same person until they are leavened and become one, there will be hereafter an incorruptible communion with them that love Christ. Theophylact. Or for the woman you must understand the soul, but the three measures its three parts, the reasoning part, the affections, and the desires. If then any one has hidden in these three the word of God, he will make the whole spiritual, so as not by his reason to lie in argument, nor by his anger or desire to be transported beyond control, but to be conformed to the word of God. Augustine, or the three measures of meal are the race of mankind, which was restored out of the three sons of Noah. The woman who hid the leaven is the wisdom of God. Eusebius, or else by the leaven our Lord means the Holy Spirit, the sower proceeding as it were from the seed, which is the word of God. By the three measures of meal signify the knowledge of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, which the woman, that is, divine wisdom, and the Holy Spirit impart. Bede, or by the leaven he speaks of love, which kindles and stirs up the heart. The woman, that is, the church, hides the leaven of love in three measures, because she bids us love God with all our hearts, all our minds, and all our strength. And this until the whole is leavened, that is, until love moves the whole soul into the perfection of itself, which begins here, but will be completed hereafter. End of chapter 13, verses 10 through 21.